Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Welcome to Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. And for all of you in the U.S. or in other places celebrating American Independence Day weekend, happy Fourth of July weekend. Tonight we celebrate two icons of America, Lady Liberty and Lady Justice. In the next few moments of quiet, I invite you to call to mind liberty and justice, the words and the concepts. As I do this invocation, not only of these concepts, but of these divine forms. Liberty and justice come to us. Liberty and justice be with us. Liberty and justice be in us. Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, come to us. Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, be with us. Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, be in us. Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, teach us. Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, guide us. Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, protect us. Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, celebrate with us. So be it. This is Selena Fox. I'm Senior Minister of Circle Sanctuary, and I'm Executive Director of Lady Liberty League, which is a national and global pagan civil rights 
and Religious Freedom Network and Service. Lady Liberty and Lady Justice are part of my pagan religious freedom and civil rights work. And they are part of my personal and organizational spiritual practices. Tonight, I share with you some of their history through time as icons, as virtues, as goddesses. And I share with you some of my own experiences working with these ancient pagan goddesses turned American icons that are now in the larger world, the world of humankind on planet Earth as global goddesses. Let us take a few moments now and call to the powers of equality, liberty, and justice for all. Equality, liberty, and justice for all. Equality, liberty, and justice for all. So be it. I first became aware of Lady Liberty and Lady Justice during my youth. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. I was born in 1949 and grew up there in the 1950s and 1960s and came to know liberty and justice is not only words that were part of the Pledge of Allegiance that I said as part of my public school education and civic duty, but came to know liberty and justice in some of their many forms in public art, in paintings and in sculptures, in images, in history books. Today, I have an altar to liberty who was known in ancient Roman pagan times as Libertas, as well as an altar to justice known in ancient pagan times as Justicia. And I not only work with liberty and justice as virtues as they were more than 2,000 years ago, as icons connecting me with the spirit of the USA and beyond, but as living, evolving goddesses. In ancient Rome, liberty was known as Libertas, an ancient goddess that began as what is known as a virtue a quality, a concept, 
a part of philosophy and ways of being, of worldview. As ancient Rome went from republic to empire, Libertas took on a variety of different forms, depictions as well as being honored in different ways. She has had a variety of different symbols and images connected with her. Many people know her in the Lady Liberty form due to the Statue of Liberty. But way before she took that form, she was a goddess in the form of a woman, matronly woman, with flowing clothing and holding a pole known as the Liberty Pole, and sometimes atop that pole was Pileus or the Liberty Cap. Sometimes she would wear that on her head. And she sometimes was shown bearing a torch, and sometimes she was shown with the pole only. What is a liberty pole and a liberty cap? These are signs of freedom, and they were used ritually to free people. Ancient Rome was a society, and the USA years later, also as part of its history, unfortunately enslaved people. When liberty was valued in ancient Rome, liberty was freedom, and she was a goddess of the freed, but she also was an agent of bringing freedom to others. Liberty as Libertas was worshipped in a temple in Rome. And one of the things about her was that she was a goddess that dated back to even before Rome became a mighty force in the world. The temple to Libertas was on the Aventine Hill. It was dedicated during the Republic period, 238 BCE. Sometimes liberty, so valued, actually became a hybrid deity or divinity and was merged with the king of the gods, Jupiter. In this way, she was known as Jupiter Libertas. Her feast in Old Rome was celebrated on April 13th. 
She also was celebrated with the goddess Feronia. Sometimes was seen as an aspect of Feronia. And Feronia was actually thought to originally have been an ancient agricultural and fire goddess among the Etruscans. She was honored in central Italy. She was a goddess of freed women and freed men. And she too was associated with granting of freedom to the enslaved. Some of the Roman depictions of Libertas have survived to this day, and you can still see them in some museums and online, on coins and other artifacts. Sometimes Liberty has a crown of laurel, and laurel is a sacred plant and liberty would be having her head crowned with laurel leaves and this was also something that was part of customs in ancient Rome. And in ancient Rome, part of the spirit of libertas, liberty, freedom, was embodied by a creature, the cat. And indeed, some of the depictions of Libertas had a cat at her feet. So although the Roman Empire passed into history, some of its symbols and its traditions continue on to this day. And I invite you to call to mind some of the ways that may happen. You will notice that in the USA there are a variety of depictions of Libertas, her most popular form, of course, is Lady Liberty, named for the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty has Libertas crowned, and she's holding a torch, and she's holding a book with the date of July 4, 1776, directly tied to America being free from the UK. And the torch and the crown are connected with liberty in her fire goddess, her sun goddess aspect. I think it's very appropriate that we celebrate America's birthday at the start of summertime, some of the traditions connected with Fourth of July celebrations of American independence, American freedom, actually have their roots in old solstice customs and traditions in old Europe, midsummer traditions, the kindling of bonfires, 
and lighting up the night with fireworks and fiery celebrations. Libertas, I consider now Lady Liberty as not only an American goddess, but a multicultural, international, multilingual, interreligious, divine being. While she is known and very linked to the USA, she has special connections with other countries as well and has become a symbol of freedom as people have sought to have more freedom in their societies. After the American Revolution and the USA got its independence in France, Libertas took the form of the Marianne and she became a symbol of the people of France becoming free. But across the world since the late 1700s, Libertas has appeared in other ways as well. Most notably is when students protesting oppression in China fashioned their goddess of democracy in Tiananmen Square. And although they did not succeed yet in that campaign to have democracy in China, the image of that goddess of democracy based on the Statue of Liberty continues to be in different parts of the world as well as in history books. There's a museum called the Museum in Washington, D.C., and its original location not too far from the U.S. Capitol. And it has one of those recreations of the goddess of democracy and has had a display detailing how that image of this goddess of freedom has inspired not only the students in China back in 1989, but has been reproduced in a variety of places and forms. As we continue to consider Libertas and Lady Liberty, I'd like to share with you another one of her forms. Now this form is known as the Statue of Freedom. It is a matronly goddess in flowing robes and 
Atop her head, though, is not a Liberty cap, which was part of the original design, but a feathered headdress that is rooted in indigenous ways of Native America. So where is this Statue of Freedom atop the U.S. Capitol? And the model used to form that bronze statue atop the U.S. Capitol building, the full-size model is in the U.S. Capitol Visitor Center. The one in the Capitol Visitor Center is takes the form of a white image, and you can actually get a variety of reproductions in different sizes. I have one that is an ornament that shows her in red, white, and blue, in the background, her in white, and I've actually worn this ornament as a necklace to amulet on a necklace to connect me with the power of Lady Liberty when I've taken part in political rallies and demonstrations. I've taken Libertas and the Statue of Freedom form of her, Lady Liberty forms with me as I've gone into courtrooms, as I've gone into attorney's offices, into legal meetings, to work for pagan rights and religious freedom. But I also have worked with Libertas to aid in spiritual meditations and workings that I've done personally, as well as facilitated with others seeking to uphold voting rights in the USA, seeking to uphold and guard and protect democracy in the USA. I have used icons of Libertas, Lady Liberty, Statue of Freedom, and a variety of workings to help bring about equality, liberty, and justice for all. Now, the word equality actually connects with liberty and with justice. With liberty, when one is freed from oppression, freed from enslavement, one takes one's place in society on an equal level. For justice, Justice has, as one of her symbols, the scales, the balance. And equality is balancing those scales for fair and equal representation. So liberty and justice, rooted in the ancient past, but still with us, in a variety of ways. I'd like to share with you now a bit about Lady Justice, who also is a goddess from ancient Rome. And actually, Lady Justice started out 
in ancient Rome as a virtue as well. Justicia or justice. But way before ancient Rome even emerged as a power in the world, there was a justice goddess in ancient Egypt, Ma'at. She who has a variety of things connected with her, but the scales of justice and balance, one of those symbols. And in ancient Greece, the goddess Themis. Now, Themis was divine justice and custom, divine law. And she has a daughter, Dike, yes, sounds like Nike, and that also is a Greek goddess, but the goddess of victory, whereas Dike is the goddess justice. Her name means justice. In ancient Rome, Justicia was honored also in public art depictions, paintings, and on coins and sculptures, matron in flowing robes. Now, one of her forms that I have has her seated and holding the scales of justice and a sword. And in this form, which is based on an evolution of justicia, in the 16th century Europe, she actually has a blindfold on, representing impartiality, the sword, power and authority, and the scales, making decisions, weighing matters, making a fair, impartial decision. Just as Libertas, as Lady Liberty found her way into American public art, so did Lady Justice. And in the Wisconsin State Capitol building in downtown Madison, Wisconsin, there is a beautiful rotunda. In fact, the Wisconsin Capitol building actually has a lot in common with the U.S. Capitol building, modeled with a great dome with a goddess statue on top. And the Wisconsin Capitol building has four buildings connected with the dome, forming an equal arm cross or solar cross, whereas in the U.S. Capitol, there are two wings instead of four extending. Inside the Wisconsin Capitol Dome, there are four figures in beautiful mosaic-looking paintings. I mean, just really fabulous. And liberty and justice are depicted in female forms. There's also law in government that 
um, take male forms. But literally, liberty and justice are in the dome, depicted in the dome of the state capitol in Madison, Wisconsin. What I find is really amazing about these depictions in the Wisconsin Capitol Dome is that Libertas is in her more agricultural form. She has a sphere looking like the earth, although it's plain, and um, on either side she's surrounded by oak leaves. Justice, right next to her, Lady Justice, also has oak leaves on either side, and she's not blindfolded. Her main focus is working with those scales of justice. So actually in the Wisconsin Capitol building, we have liberty and justice depicted more as they would have been depicted in pagan Rome 2,000 years ago. So I find that as an important part of the public art that I appreciate as I go into the Capitol from time to time. I have spoken in the rotunda with liberty and justice looking down upon me at interreligious gatherings. There is Interfaith Awareness Week to build bridges of understanding amongst those of different religions and spiritualities as well as people not embracing religion at all, the free thinkers, the secular humanists. And I was part of that event for many years, and it was fabulous to be in this government building and being able to visually and energetically connect with liberty and justice there as I said words and did chants to bring about more equality, liberty, and justice for all. Most people know justice in one of three different forms that she takes at the U.S. Supreme Court building, which also is on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. And Lady Justice shows up not only in courthouses, but in law offices, in law schools, as well as other public art. She often is blindfolded, but not always. The blindfold came into being to further emphasize impartiality in making decisions. And the phrase, blind justice, harkens to that concept that one seeks to weigh the evidence and make a good, fair decision. Lady Justice also appears in some motto um, and logos and other art connected with states and with municipalities, just as Lady Liberty Libertas does. 
And one of the wonderful things about having both of these ancient pagan goddesses as secular icons representing principles and concepts and virtues is that those of us who have paganism as part of our spiritual practice can work with them on multiple levels. One of the things that I appreciate about Lady Justice is the idea that she holds the scales in her hands. Uh, my own zodiac sign, I was born, my sun sign is that of Libra. And Libra, the scales. And for those of you who are um, involved with astrology and astrology lore and traditions might find it interesting that Virgo is justice and Libra, um, her scales in the zodiac. Ways that you can create an altar to liberty and justice. Find a traditional image. If you can, go online or visit a museum gift shop that does reproductions and get either a two-dimensional representation or get a three-dimensional representation. I actually have multiple representations on my liberty and my justice altars. And I also think it's good to have something contemporary as well. And that could take the form of a type of scale to represent justice. It could even be a digital scale. It doesn't have to be the scale um, with two, that balances two different things. And for Lady Liberty, well, you don't even have to go to New York City to see the Statue of Liberty. Uh, she's become so iconic in pop culture that online you can find a lot of liberty swag, as you might call it. One of my favorite uh, pieces of libertas, liberty, imagery is that of a mask. And I have shown up with a mask that covers my eyes and the top part of my face and with the seven rays around the crown of libertas. I also have in my collection some flashlights one that was actually fashioned to look like Liberty's torch with the Statue of Liberty. And I have a full-size scale that I use for justice. Another form for justice that I use my justice altar is a wooden gavel. 
And I have used that in some live streams, just as on occasion I've used my Liberty mask in live streams. I do think being able to have some contemporary images that are personally fun for you can strengthen your connection with working with these goddesses. What I'd like to do now is share with you some ways that I have worked with liberty and justice as goddesses. And I also would like to guide you in a liberty and justice meditation. I have worked with liberty and justice together and I've worked with them separately. I first began working with Lady Liberty in 1985 when a piece of federal legislation was being considered for being part of law on Capitol Hill something known as the Helms Amendment was attached to the Postal Appropriations Bill on September 26, 1985 by a unanimous voice vote of the U.S. Senate. A version of Amendment 705 had been introduced in the House if you know your American government, you know that when something is passed by the House and something's passed by the Senate and the two bills have differences, that it goes to a joint conference committee to determine the final version of the bill. There was an attempt in 1985 to take away equal rights from Wiccan churches. This anti-pagan legislation was in danger of becoming law. The amendment was attached to the Postal Appropriations Bill, which had to be passed because the Postal Appropriations Bill was what needed to be passed to keep the post office running. Well, that was 1985. That was way before social media and the World Wide Web and email. But we were doing things by telegram and telegraph, telephone and postal mail, as well as face-to-face -face work. Tax-exempt status is something that churches of different religions can apply for and receive in the USA and 501c3 tax exempt status is something that Circle Sanctuary got in 1980. I founded Circle Sanctuary with some others back in 1974, and we incorporated as a nonprofit religious organization, i.e., legal church, back in 1978 at the state level and got state tax exempt status at that time. And then we applied for tax exempt status at the federal level. So in 1980, Circle Sanctuary was fully recognized 
by state and federal government as a legal church. And part of the reason that I personally got so involved as well as Circle Sanctuary, we had only had our tax exempt status federally for five years when this legislation was being passed. And not one senator um, tried to delay the vote that unanimously the U.S. Senate just tacked this amendment onto the Postal Appropriations Bill. So I got word that this had happened when I was speaking at a pagan festival in Hollywood, California, and there's more information about the whole um, birth of Lady Liberty League, which is where this story is coming from, um, up at the Circle Sanctuary website. But essentially, it became apparent to me that grassroots organizing was needed right after the festival. Uh, upon my return, flying back to Wisconsin, a group of us got together, and I put together an action alert calling on people to make contact with their senators and congresspeople um, in Washington, D.C., and I not only put the call out to pagans, but people from different belief systems. This was not only an attack on paganism, but an attack on the foundational principles of separation of church and state in our nation, and it was directly challenging the First Amendment, freedom of religion. The good news is, in one month's time, thousands of people made contact with Capitol Hill on this issue. In fact, the group that was trying to get this illegal, unconstitutional amendment attached to the Postal Appropriations Bill so it would become law got wind of all of these people making contact with senators and congresspeople and the press uh, during this time. And of course, this is late September going into October. And after seeing that they were getting resistance to their plan to try to take away equal rights for pagans and Wiccans in particular, they started up their campaign even more intensely. And the good news about that is it so alarmed <laughs> many people that this political battle on this amendment emerged that it became too hot to handle in a way politically. So in the joint conference committee, the amendment died. So that was good. And right in time for Samhain 1985, pagans, supported by allies of other religions and beliefs, had their first federal victory on Capitol Hill, standing up for our rights and defeating anti-pagan, anti-Wiccan, anti-witch legislation. Part of getting the call out in 1985, giving the information of who was on the Joint Conference Committee and other details so those particular senators and congresspeople would 
have direct communication from constituents as well as others. I put an image that I sketched of the Statue of Liberty as the goddess Liberty and included, all right, do this grassroots contact your elected officials piece, but I talked about working with Lady Liberty as a goddess, as Libertas, to call on her, to do rituals with her, to protect us, to uphold our freedom, to defeat this legislation. After the success of this action, the Pagan Strength Web was formed. That's what I called it. And a few years later, after we went through some more pagan rights battles and victories, we changed the name to Lady Liberty League because it became part of our standard operating procedure to call on Lady Liberty. Libertas, be with us. Libertas, be with us. Libertas, be with us as part of workings for pagan rights. Now, Lady Justice, I've worked with in a variety of ways as well. In particular, when I am working with the realm of law, law-making, law interpretation, law implementation, law challenges. I've worked with Lady Justice on pagan rights court cases, but I haven't limited my Lady Justice work just to pagan rights. As with Libertas and Lady Liberty, I not only have worked with her for pagan civil rights and religious freedom, but for rights for many people. In particular, working with Lady Liberty and Lady Justice when I took part in a series of events in March of 2013 in Washington, D.C. The first event was in front of the U.S. Supreme Court with a group of pagans. We had a bit of rain, but we were all-weather pagans and continue to be, and we stood strong in support of marriage equality. Yes, the Supreme Court was not only going to hear one, but two cases involving marriage equality in late March of 2013. So we did a pagan ritual called on Libertas, worked with Lady Justice, and the following morning, I, along with hundreds of people of many different religions and beliefs, gathered for a sunrise service in a Lutheran church not far from the U.S. Supreme Court. And I called on Libertas there and also worked with Lady Justice. And I was one of the speakers that was part of this interreligious service and worked with both of them not only in the interfaith service, 
but in the march to the rally in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. I was there both days and worked with liberty and justice both days. Well, the good news is that at last in 2015, marriage equality became the law of the land. And I give thanks to liberty and justice. I give thanks to all the forms of the divine, all the virtues, and all the concepts that were invoked and worked with as part of that important victory. And I give thanks to all the humans and ancestors and other beings that were part of this successful quest. Those are just a couple examples of working with liberty and justice. In terms of personal life, part of my own work includes working one-on-one with individuals. I've been a psychotherapist and counselor, life coach, Started doing that work in the 1960s, um, had it as part of my day job beginning in the 1980s, have done most of this work by phone and more recently by Zoom. For individuals seeking to break free from strangleholds they've put on themselves, break free from negative thinking, break break free from oppression, call on libertas. For those who are having a hard time balancing life, calling on Lady Justice and her scales. For those going into divorce proceedings, those going into other courtroom situations, calling on Lady Justice to help in preparations and in testimonies and in processes. Liberty and justice can be worked with on a personal level, on a household level, on a spiritual group level, on a society level, on a global level. And what I'd like to do now in the last part of our Liberty and Justice Goddesses Workshop is to guide a meditation working with these goddesses for the greater good. In the next few moments of quiet, To join in live, I invite you to find a comfortable place to sit or lay down, reduce distractions around you. Let your attention and your intention be able to be focused on working with this meditation experience. If you're listening to this as a podcast, and you're multitasking, you may want to relate to this as a kind of story or narrative rather than try to do the meditation. At this point, you can work 
with the meditation at a later time when you can give it your full attention. So taking deep, slow breaths, center yourself, envision a ring of light around you, helping to focus your attention and blessing your area and your journey. And now in the next few moments of quiet, closing your eyes, I invite you to picture a beautiful screen or a portal of some kind and to gaze into it. And as you gaze into it, you see an image of liberty appearing. The goddess liberty is appearing. What form does she take for you? Spend a few moments bringing her into view or getting a sense of her. And by her side, Lady Justice appears. As you gaze into this portal, into this screen, you see liberty and justice, each taking a form that works for you personally. And now in the next few moments of quiet, as you stand before the screen, honor, liberty, and justice. And as you do, honoring each and them together, you are invited by these goddesses. They beckon to you for you to go and to be with them. You journey into that portal, into that screen, and you are now standing before them. They invite you to hold out your hands before them. And as you do, you see an image of the world. A globe, a sphere appears in your hands. They invite you to move it around until you come to a place, it might be the country where you are living now or some other place that you have connection with. to hold that globe of the earth in your hands and to look specifically at a place, a region, a country, or it can be a very small part of a place 
to look at a place where liberty and justice are needed. As you focus on that place, liberty and justice and you experience a ray of light coming from the third eye, the center of the forehead. Liberty sends a ray of liberty light to that area. Lady Justice sends a ray of light to that area. And you join in this working with them, a ray of light to that area. In the next few moments, meditate on equality, liberty, and justice for all in that area. Equality, liberty, justice, manifest, manifest, manifest. Equality, liberty, justice, manifest. Manifest, manifest, equality, liberty, and justice. Manifest, manifest, manifest for all. So be it. And now in the next few moments, as you look at the place, experience it glowing with the light of equality, liberty, and justice. Pay attention to a word, a phrase, a message coming to you about what you can do to manifest equality, liberty, and justice in that place. Connect and reflect. Connect and reflect. Connect and reflect. Carry with you your memory of this approach of working with liberty and justice and the equality that is part of sacred work. Reflect a few moments on what you've experienced and know that you can do this form of meditation or use this to inspire other forms 
in workings. And now, as you hold the globe up in your hands, You send it into the universe and it vanishes from view and you give thanks to liberty and to justice and you return back through the portal, through the screen, experiencing yourself viewing liberty and justice saying farewell, a mist rises in the screen and the portal and then vanishes. And as you return to a more waking state of consciousness, reflect on your experience with this journey And reflect on our time tonight in connecting with goddess liberty and goddess justice. Lady liberty, lady justice, we give thanks, we give thanks. We give thanks, Lady Liberty, Libertas. We give thanks, we give thanks, Lady Justice, Justica. We give thanks, we give thanks, Liberty and Justice. We give thanks. Continue to be with us, in us, in our lives, in this world. Be with us now and in times to come in ways that work for each of us and for the larger circle of nature of which we are all part. Celebrating liberty, celebrating justice, and celebrating America's birthday, Independence Day. Thanks to all of you who have joined live, the live stream to CSNP, Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, our internet radio network. Thanks to all of you who have joined live on my main Facebook page, Selena Fox Updates. And for the first time, I want to also thank those who joined in the YouTube live stream. This was an experiment tonight. Thank you all who have watched live or listened live. And thanks to all of you who are tuning in later for With the Magic of Cyberspace and Inner Space. We are able to connect through time and space. So as we go into the celebration of America's Independence Day 2021, 
may the blessings of the goddess liberty and the blessings of the goddess justice watch over you, watch over the USA, watch over our world and the cosmos now and in times to come. So be it. Thanks to all and have a wonderful night. So be it. Aho, amen, namaste, ashe, salam, shalom, blessed be, all hail, amen. Much love. Our bodies for human dignity to treat our bodies as a 
Thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connecting the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash csnpodcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings. <laughs>